Oh God, make of our lives open spaces in which your children may run and play and thereby celebrate the joy of your love, which we have received in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Every Sunday when we gather, there, the first part of the liturgy is uh, readings from the Bible. The Bible is the sacred writings of our faith, the Old Testament, the Apocrypha, and the New Testament. In it are stories of faith, encounters with the living God, and the principal benchmarks of faith and ethical behavior, the concepts which drive our faith. I, lo I, I have trouble with the Bible. I don't know about you. I enjoy reading it sometimes, but sometimes I, I uh, read it and I put it down. Because some things I like about it, some things I read I like very much, and other things I, I, they make me very uncomfortable. I don't know whether you're like that or not, but I'm very fond of the, of the phrase grace and community and forgiveness and love. And I especially like joy and active caring for other people. But other parts are really more challenging sacrifice, acceptance of everyone as a child of God, turning the other cheek, laying down your life for your friends. Turning the other cheek is a, an interesting one. It's how different the news would have been this week if our president had deflected the alleged slight by the Secretary of State Tillerson and rather than let it infect him and erode his temperament. Bible is good news and the Bible is hard news. One idea in the Bible that sometimes is hard news and sets us on edge and is difficult to talk about and difficult to listen is information and teaching about our personal financial resources. The Bible, one thing about the Bible is does not skirt around important issues. Money is mentioned over 500 times in the Bible and 11 of 39 parables of Jesus have to do with how we uh, count for our resources. And so uh, in the rubric uh, for the Eucharist today, you will read a line that gifts of alms, bread, wine, and other things may be brought and given, uh, put on the altar to celebrate uh, the life we have in Christ. And so this morning, I'm going to do something with all of those. And one of the things I've asked the rector to consider doing, and he's agreed, is that we leave the offering plates on the altar all during the Mass, because the money that we give represents who we are, and our work, and our life, and our labor. And to bring it up, and bless it, and then hide it is uh, not constructive to good stewardship, in my opinion. And so you're going to be on the altar all during the Eucharist this morning in the money that you give. Several books in the Old Testament, especially Exodus and Leviticus, there's a wonderful concept that I want to unpack a little bit this morning, and it's called First Fruits. We're talking about an agricultural uh, culture. The first fruits of the crop were always offered to God. The first thing that was gathered was offered to God. God created everything that existed, 
And all of creation belongs to God. That was constant in the teaching in the Old Testament and the New. Consequently, that which is first and best belongs to God and is given to God. And everything that God's people have is to be viewed from that perspective. And what we have is gained and allowed us to manage through God's providence. When we have this perspective that all of life and all that we have comes from God and God entrusts us to manage that constructively, good things happen. To acknowledge that principle by offering our best in gratitude for all that we have and all that we enjoy, I find is life-giving, enables us personally and corporately as a parish community to experience a kind of generosity and largesse which we would not have otherwise. We experience that as we accept that promise, that principle. Over the years, as a priest and as the leader of a congregation, I've tried to teach that biblical idea and awaken uh, people to the possibility inherent in that point of view. And here's some experience I've had, which I would like to share with you. And it's my experience, and I hope that you will play with it a little bit today as we unpack this idea of first fruits offered to God. One is to awaken every morning grateful for all that God has given us totally changes the outcome and trajectory of our week and our work. To wake up grateful every morning. Sometimes I ask people, how's it, how's, how's it going? How's the day going? Just as a conversation starter. And I frequently get one of two answers. Somebody often says, oh, not too bad, not too bad. Another one I might say, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. You may say there's really no difference in that social engagement that both of those comments have to do with somebody's reading of how the day's going and they don't mean anything different, but I think they might. It's a part of the version of the glass of water that's half full or half empty. Pretty well, I think is a great Christian attitude. Half full invigorates life. It fuels us for gratitude for the day. The second thing is that, is I've experienced that when we offer our best, good things happen. When we always strive to offer our best and give out of the best of who we are and what we have, some wonderful things happen. I served in a parish the summer before my last year in seminary. It was a wonderful parish that was, uh, the rector was a, a, a delightful and a professional extrovert Cajun. And uh, he was sold on this principle. And he was sold to the principle that as we gather as a community, we always do our best. Now the best in one location and the best in another location is different, but everybody can do their best no matter where they are as an individual and as a, as a community. But the quality of life in that parish was invigorating. And in so many ways, it was uplifting and encouraging as people strive to do the best that they could. 
parish suppers were fabulous. The music in the congregation was lovely. The grounds were well taken care of. And so when you gathered and you went by, when you drove by the parish and you went to the parish, one thing was clear. The glory of God was evident and rampant and running wild. And to give of their best was the source of how all that happened. The third thing I've learned is that, is that if stewardship of our resources involves giving a percentage of our income, it has a wonderful effect on putting us all on the same basis. Not just some nice round figure that corresponds to a bill in our wallet, but a definite first fruits pledge, a percentage of what you can give, a definite percent of your income, gross or net, it doesn't matter to me, but to figure your pledge on that basis. It's encouraging in parishes where this happens that when the counters arrive on Monday or Tuesday to count the offering, the, the checks are $22.50 or $5 and a quarter or $106. And so that's indicative of giving a percent of part of what you have. And so this year the Stewardship Committee is encouraging you to underwrite the program and ministry of this parish. The year-round stewardship is asking you to give, as a unit in this parish, a percentage of your income, not just a nice round figure that's comfortable. And as each of us does that, it puts us all on the same plane. Each of us have different resources, different abilities, but if we strive to give a specific percentage of what we have, I think it puts us all on the same level. The amount varies, but the percentage gift makes us a community striving to return to God first a portion of the resources that we have for the future of the mission and the program of this parish. Then the other thing I found is underneath all of this is a philosophy that you and I, and especially the privilege that we have as Americans, is certainly true is when we compare what we make daily uh, for other people and other cultures in the world. But to live always out of a philosophy of abundance and gratitude is a wonderful way of grounding, uh, grounding for our giving. To live out of abundance rather than scarcity or survival. To live out of first rate rather than leftovers. It unleashes, I think, the resurrection vitality within each of us and among us to live out of abundance. I visited a parish one time, it was a nice congregation, and I uh, did some stewardship work there, and I asked a person, well, how are things going? They appeared to be a cluster of people who, who had been there for a while. And one of the persons, they were reluctant to say anything, but one person said, well, we're just hanging on. We're just hanging on. And we hope nothing happens in the economy that makes things worse for our parish. Would you like to be a member of that congregation? I, I didn't. I'm glad I wasn't. And I was more pleased that I wasn't their rector. And so to live out as a sense that we 
have what we need, that we live out of an abundance, has incredible resurrection power in our life. And so I encourage you to, to live out of abundance this year, to think what wonderful things in the future, uh, for, think for the future and think what wonderful things are happening in this parish. What more can happen if we live out of gratitude? What additional life-giving things can occur in this historic congregation if we first offer our best to God's work in this place, in this time, out of a sense of wonder and gratitude? The Lay Talks this year, we heard the first one from Betsy today, which was absolutely wonderful, is called a contemporary epistle and focuses on some enriching things that are happening and taking place in this parish community. Betsy spoke of faith development with the children in the catechesis of the Good Shepherd with young children. And the Sunday forums bring all kinds of wonderful people and they've been placed in a way in which both congregations, 8 and 1030, can attend. Education for adults is the foundation for a strong educational program for the whole parish. If the adults come, their parents follow. Second, we are deepening our relationship with Christ through uh, the wonderful liturgy in this parish, especially the enriched music and the guest preaching that has occurred during the year as people are brought uh, to widen our view of the world in which we live and our Christian faith. One of the wonderful things that people are proud of here is to being a welcoming community for all kinds of people, for all sorts and conditions. I like, I like a downtown parish because it, it brings a collection of people that lifts up all of life and is a great cross-section. I was just almost driven crazy in a suburban congregation one year because everybody was similar. Uh, and it's wonderful to be in a city and downtown congregation where there are all kinds of people and all kinds of opportunity. Because as we do, as we live out our life here, we celebrate the hospitality of God to every human being and the grace that comes through Christ to each individual. And the other great thing that's happening here is some new possibilities for outreach. Outreach has been a, con a, a congregational value for years in this parish, long history of work with those outside the congregation who, have and have, who, who do not have. And so through a special program called Wheel, some 50 women nightly sleep in the parish hall and are given coffee and a cookie, a protein cookie, as they go through their day, they're homeless. And also uh, we have a relationship with Plymouth Housing, Cherry Street, which houses formerly uh, homeless uh, individuals who have some health issues and who have a support uh, and uh, nursing nursing uh, oversight in their life in that community. And so we provided a way in which every apartment was outfitted and have a continuing relationship with that, as well as the wonderful work that we do through Northwest Harvest and have done for years and will continue to do in some way. The new facility that's proposed for this property opens up great new opportunities and some concrete discussions are in the process and the beginning stage for new ways in which we can uh, exercise that value of outreach in our community. These 
are a part of the ministry and life of this parish and the new cutting edge of growth and enhance. But all parishes go through cycles of growth and, and uh, re recession, but we are going through one in which things are beginning to build up again. And these are some of the ways that are happening. I conclude today with a story from literature to reinforce the theme today. There were some farmers in China who grew sweet potatoes. I have a bag of sweet potatoes. I've been uh, active in the markets around the city to find some sweet potatoes. And uh, here's my gardening bag. And in this bag, there's some sweet potatoes. And uh, the Chinese planted sweet potatoes every, every year. And they took the, one of the things they did uh, on this principle of the first fruits, they took the biggest and best of the sweet potatoes that they grew every year, and they used these to plant and reinvest for the coming year. And they always had enough. Now one year, you know, uh, in any group of people, you have 20% who don't like what you're doing. And you try to keep it at that. That's a sociological fact. And studies have been made on that. But one year, the dissidents were loud and active, and the big potato people were not on guard. And they were convinced that they, we should, this year, we eat all the big potatoes. We've been letting them be used for replanting for too long, and let's enjoy them. And so they did. And they planted the small potatoes. And this is the biggest potato they got. And so the results were dis disappointing. The yield was rather pitiful, and they came close to starving. And next year, they returned to their custom to um, plant the biggest potatoes and offer that for the revitalization of their growth. So this year, what I'm asking you to do is uh, if you consider your gift to the church for the program and mission of this parish, then I want you to consider giving the big potato <laughs> to the glory of God. And when we always do that, we put things in the right relationship. And so when you bring your place this year, you do your best to offer from the resources that you have to be competitive. Because our life will be enriched, the God will be glorified, and we will always live out of gratitude and abundance and have all we need for the life of work of this